and welcome to the Women's Basketball Podcast. I am Joe Dandron alongside Austin Winslow, Sam Brand, and Luke Saccone. And this is the Women's Best Basketball Podcast, and we don't really have a name, but we're going with Susie Merchants. Yeah, I, I kind of like Susie's Merchants. I don't Susie's know. Susie's Merchants. Yeah, I... Uh, so far, so good. If anyone else has anyone to say, uh, anything to, to add on to that or any suggestions, I'm, I'm open. But I think Susie's Merchants is currently in the lead. I think it's better than what they had last year. Wasn't it just the Women's, women's Basketball, basketball Podcast? Yeah. It was just the Women's yeah, Basketball Podcast. At least podcast. we're getting creative so, yeah, with it. Improvement. Welcome it's an improvement. Yeah. So well, welcome to Susie's Merchants. Yes. There we go. Yes. Luke, were you, Luke, were you going uh, to Yeah, that? I'll say if we ever figure something else better, you know. <laughs> but <laughs> right now, we'll roll with what we got. Yeah, I, I agree. Awesome. So, who are we and why are we here? So, wasn't everybody kind of go around and introduce themselves and, you know, kind of just talk about what they want to start uh, off? Yeah, I'm, I'm Luke Saccone. I'm a junior here at Michigan State University, majoring in uh, journalism with a minor in broadcast. Um, I joined Impact this semester, actually, um, starting to get really involved with all journalism type stuff. I'm really busy covering a lot of stuff this semester and you know um with midterm elections actually I'm really excited about that um so in for future goals I guess um working at a TV station would be cool ESPN obviously I love sports that's why I'm here um or maybe even National Geographic I'm a huge outdoorsy guy wow um yeah so that's that's pretty cool um so I guess I'll hand it off to Austin. Yeah, so uh, I'm Austin Winslow. I am a sophomore here at Michigan State. I am also a major in journalism, currently no minor. In regards to future goals, uh, this is my future goal. I want I want this podcast to kind of be something big that we can use. But for my own future goal, I as well would love to work for any sort of station that'll take me, uh, use my sport knowledge, I guess, for lack of a better term, uh, in order to apply that so that that's probably my future goal as well but i'm but i'm here hoping to, to get Susie's merchants off the ground sam all right yeah i'm sam Britton. i'm a sophomore journalism major just like these other guys uh double minor in or concentration whatever they call it in sports journalism and broadcast journalism i'm from over by grand rapids from wyoming uh, if anyone is listening they probably don't know where that is but um uh yeah over by grand rapids so i'm really interested in all things sports, um, ideally I would like to do broadcast, but I think it's a little bit too soon to kind of decide what I want to do. And I think this beat report's a really good opportunity to just kind of figure things out. Maybe I do like writing. Maybe I do really want to go into podcasting or just broadcast in general. So that's why I'm here. And um, yeah, that's all I got. Oh yeah, and of course, this uh, this podcast is brought to you by Impact 89 FM Sports, which, you know, they got the Twitter page, you got the website as well as long as you just google that you can find this and well kind of let's just talk about the team so michigan state women's basketball that's why we're here so they're coming off a 19 and 14 season and a they made it to the national invitational tournament last year and they fell in the round of 16 so you know obviously there's health is a big question with this team coming uh, off last year they had a ton of injuries you know at one point they were only able to suit up eight people and we saw injuries starting off this year um a really big one you got claire henderson back from Wyoming, Michigan yep. over there, um, and just a lot of other things. So what do you guys, you know, Luke, we'll start off with you. Luke, what do you kind of think about your expectations for this team early on in the year um, following that big win against Hillsdale in the 88? There's an 
59 victory over Hillsdale that we saw. Yeah, uh, looking up at the early part of the season, we got a chance to talk to some of the players at uh, Media Day. Um, they're really embracing an underdog-type role this season. Um, they're only returning one senior, but they also are returning four of their top five scorers. So they have experience, and they're also bringing in some uh, new young talent that uh, should definitely get some good points and good contributions to them. Um, so I guess, Austin, you want to add Yeah, on um, one thing I really did like when I was watching the game uh, against Hillsdale, D1, D2, it doesn't matter, was their defense. Uh, they never allowed more than 30% shooting, and to me that's incredible. Uh, they gave up about 33s, but only made they, um, Hillsdale only made 10. So that was something that was something that I thought was really impressive. And their guard play with Shea Cauley and Nia Cloudin, they Nia Cloudin is an animal. Although she's only five eight five nine, she plays like she's Russell Westbrook. She just goes for the board. She's aggressive. Shea Cauley, quick, loves to attack. And I, I do think that this upcoming season is going to be pretty dominant by their guard play. Yeah, I think so too. Um, especially seeing. I mean, I know we're going to talk about it more later, but Nia Cloudin. I mean, coming in as a freshman, putting up 13 points like that, I think it really speaks a lot about her character. Susie Merchant, she kind of talked about at uh, Media Day, she was like, oh, yeah, she's super quiet. But, I mean, as long as you can put up 13, I I don't think there's anything wrong with her being like that. Jenna Allen, they still have her. She's still a superstar. I think she put up, what, like 20-plus points? 23 23 points. Exactly. So, I mean, they have that senior leadership still. I wouldn't be too worried about it. So, I'm just really impressed from what she did the other day, Mm -hmm. Nia Cloudon. Yeah, and you know, and that kind of leads us into talking about the scrimmage. I mean, you saw really big plays from Shea Colley and from Nia Cloudin and Jenna Allen. Um, I mean, Shea Colley and Nia Cloudin both flirted with triple doubles, which sure. I thought was awesome. And you know, people could talk about oh, Hillsdale's Division Two and whatnot, but I mean, that game early on was much closer than I expected it to be. Hillsdale was making their three pointers. Um, I don't know the exact number of three pointers they made in that first and second quarter, but. I mean, right off the bat, that's how they were staying in it. And, I mean, the Hillsdale game, I mean, it was a pretty big victory, 88-59. So, I mean, Austin, you and I were there. Austin, yeah. what did you take away from that Hillsdale game? So, um, like I, I did touch on their defense. Uh, they played great defensively. However, one thing that I think they needed to improve on was their free throw percentage. Uh, for the entire game, they shot 52%. And as you said, D1 or not, that's not going to win you games. Yeah, I understand they blew them out by... 30 plus, but or almost 30. Um, that that's not going to win you games down the stretch. No, I know they played Notre Dame in their scrimmage. If they would, if they want to compete with teams like Notre Dame and the Yukons and even like Ohio State in their own division or conference, they need to hit their free throws. One thing I did love though, other than their defense, was the dominance on the boards. They out rebounded Hillsdale 58 to 18. 40 more rebounds. Offensive rebounds are pretty even, but Jenna Allen, Shea Colley, Nia Cloud, and they crashed the boards, and I think that's something that's important for the future uh, if they want to continue winning games. No, and I, you know, and I really liked what I saw as well from the team defensively. You saw a couple of forced shot clock violations and just good stops in general um, and really aggressive defense, especially coming out of that three-guard lineup they've got with Cloud and McCutcheon and Collie. I mean, and you got a ton of athleticism with those three as well. And then you've got, uh, jo- you got uh, Jones and Allen, you know, running in the four and five spots, and they can get out and run as well. So that team in the break is really dangerous, and Shake Holly just flying up and down the floor. Uh, she's so fun to watch. Yeah, I mean, she's that's, so fun to watch. That is, I mean, she's an extremely athletic player at that point guard spot. She, you know, she's flying in there and getting offensive rebounds. She finished with ten rebounds. Canada's lucky to have her. And yeah, and she just got <laughs> done playing with you know, and she yeah. just got done playing with Team Canada yeah. over in Spain. So mm-hmm. I think that's going to be really big for this. Absolutely. And then you know, tying into health, 
Um, we saw, you know, we saw Claire Hendrickson finally get some time, you know, scoring her first collegiate points against Hillsdale with a really nice and one layup late in that game. Um, I mean, and like we said, the team, it was not a very close game. Mm. I mean, and that's usually what happens in these exhibition games. It's really big for the opposing team. But, I mean, I, overall, I liked what I saw. Oh, so, absolutely. you know, tomorrow you've got Bowling Green, which is going to be big. And, Sam, you're going to be at Bowling Green tomorrow as well. So, you know, kind of like what is your expectation for that game tomorrow? I haven't done too much research on Bowling Green. But, I mean, based on what I'm looking at with these numbers – I mean, they just, they missed so many shots. Just imagine, like, what they can, if they make, like, say, 10 more shots, I mean, they would have blown out um, Hillsdale by at least another 15 points, I'd say. So, I mean, I think if they can get more efficient with that, they're going to take care of Bowling Green like it's no problem. But, um, yeah, I mean, like you guys said, they played defensively so well. So, I mean, as long as they get that offensive game figured out, I, I think that they can win no problem. And so, I mean, kind of pulling it back a little bit, they got Bowling Green tomorrow. Um, but Luke, so let's just talk about the whole season then. Luke, what do you think about this whole season? And you know, and then we'll come back to some more Bowling Green later. But what is your guys' expectations, all three of you, about this season, especially coming off? They were five games above 500 last year. They made the NIT. They did not get to the NCAA tournament last year. That is something that has to be dis- discussed. So what do you think that they need to do this season, and what is your expectation for the rest of the year? Yeah, uh, I'm excited to see what they can do this season. Um, I've examined their schedule, and uh, I, the way I see it, it's a pretty fun schedule. Um, they have a lot of good teams, both in and out of conference. Obviously, the Big Ten is a very um, competitive conference. Uh, you got teams like we got here, Virginia and NC State, out of conference ranked teams that definitely. W- will be a challenge against Michigan State, but I think uh, our women's team will definitely be up to the challenge. And then um, teams that last year ended in the USA Coaches Poll in our conference, um, which includes teams like, I believe, Ohio State. I saw, I think Maryland is ranked to start off this year. They were in there last year, I believe. Yeah. So oh, we got, very we good got games, a Big Ten games against them. So it'll definitely be a good season. And of course, you can't forget their uh, trip to Cancun. And uh, they can't forget that either. They're November. very excited from that. Yeah, Remember they're from very media excited. Day, yeah, yeah. Um, but they know that while they're there to win games, they can enjoy themselves. But the number one priority when they go to Cancun is definitely yeah. winning. Oh, of course. I mean, it's Cancun. Yeah, it's Cancun. yeah. Can't deny that. Um, um, if I can add, um, yeah. So I mean, they play five top thirty teams. I know. Minnesota, Nebraska, and Michigan aren't ranked, but they got receiving votes in the top 25, and they're going to probably play home away, I'm pretty sure, for most of them. But Maryland's ranked ninth in the country. Iowa's ranked 13th. And these are these are important games down the stretch to start off their season. Um, if you want to face the, the Notre Dames, the Yukons, the ba- you know, like the, the Goliaths, if you want to say... Of women's basketball. Yeah, correct, yeah. Um, you, you need these challenges early, I think, and it's important that it's in conference play, especially because um, it sets you up, because I, I do think the Michigan State team is not an NIT team. I, I do think that they could make the make a run in the tournament. I think winning the Big Ten, maybe they're a little, they're, they are a little young, because Jenna Allen's the only senior, and the rest are junior, sophomore, freshman. But I, I do think that this is a team that, that could make the tournament, should make the tournament. I think they're a top 64 team. 
Um, but yeah, that that's my only thing is that these these games early are going to kind of show the type of Michigan State team that we're dealing with for the rest of the season. And that's and then you've got some really. I mean, last year you saw in the AP ranks and you had Ohio State ranked eighth, um, Michigan ranked twenty fifth. The Big Ten is not a joke in terms of women's college basketball. No, absolutely not. I mean, yeah, like I mean, like I said, Ohio State, Michigan, Maryland. Uh, I believe Wisconsin or Nebraska was up there at one point. Yeah. And I mean, and that's huge because this team needs to have those challenges throughout the season. Um, you have Virginia very early on at home. That's a really big ACC opponent. And I think for this team to succeed, obviously we talk about health, you know, for them to succeed in the Big Ten this year, they've got to stay healthy. And they've got to win, you know, they've got to win games against ranked teams. They've got to get a base. They've got to find their confidence. And they've got to continue to play with that chip on their shoulder that they've talked about in media day so much. And we know they can com- they can compete because uh, Coach Merchant told us that they only lost to Notre Dame by 14, but that was because of just one quarter from breaking away. Uh, Coach Merchant said that the entire game, uh, first, I think the first, third, and fourth quarter was all separated by maybe one or two points. Second quarter, they kind of uh, broke away in the scrimmage, but this team can compete, and that kind of showed for I mean, this is the defending national champions with – the entire team coming back, so I thought that was kind of impressive, um, like for the season. Oh yeah, Notre Dame is one of the most legit programs in the nation. Oh yeah, um, And I mean, Michigan State draws a ranked NC State team pretty early on in the season on the road. Um, that is coming up on November twenty second. So you know they, that's a game that you know if they go in and they win, it's like okay, we'll start to see Put on the map. You know that puts Put yeah, like you said, it yep. puts this program on the map. So. I mean, it's one, that's one of those things is they've got to come out and they've got to win those games because last year, I mean, health was such a big problem with the team. It's hard for me to think that Michigan State could have competed at a really high level when you yeah. talk about only suiting up seven or eight girls at one mm-hmm. time. So, I mean, that's going to be tough early on. But mm-hmm. this team, like you said, I, th- I also agree with that. I think they could definitely be an NCAA tournament team. Mm-hmm. So, Sam, what do you think for this season? I mean, I think it's circular to what you guys said pretty much. Like, I think they can be. Uh, a tournament team. And in addition, um, something you guys looked over, they play Oregon, who's number three right now, play them December 9th. That'll, and it's on ESPN too. So, I mean, give the program a little bit of exposure. You know, it's on national television. But, um, I mean, if it's anything like what Susie Merchant is hyping it up to be, I think this could be a really great team. She talked about Marjorie Cook, and she said, I quote, she said, I think that kid is a pro. I mean, she can put people on her back and take them with her. She had seven rebounds the other night, and she didn't play near as much as the other girls did. So, I mean, I think if they have those breakout players come in, you know, if you see Claire Hendrickson make a big impact, we didn't see her too much. La- we didn't see her at all last year. So, I mean, I know she didn't do, like, all that great for the 15 minutes she was in, but, you know, she's still coming off of injury. Might want to give her some time to get fresh, get her legs back out. But um, I think overall this could be a good team. I think the pressure's kind of on because they haven't made it out of the first weekend in the NCAA tournament in a few years yet. Mm-hmm. So, I think they're really going to be pushing for something this year. They're... I think they got a good chance to compete in the Big Ten. They've seen these teams before. You know, I don't. I know they don't have a ton of senior leadership, but they have a lot of young studs coming in. So overall, I think it could be an effective year for Michigan State basketball. Yeah, and that's one thing is that I, I think that still the biggest thing is as long as they stay healthy, they will. They most likely will not win the Big Ten, but I think that they will compete at a very high Absolutely. level and yep. be you know one of the top teams in their division. And because you've got Ohio State there, and Ohio State is parentally a very strong program, mm-hmm. so that's I mean it's you know an uphill climb for this team because they've mm-hmm. got a mesh and all these types of ways. But a lot of players have had really good off seasons, mm-hmm. so you know I mean there's a game tomorrow at home. You know they've got their first regular season, regular season game, yeah. and it's also the home opener. 
That's going to be big. So Bowling Green, Sam, we just talked to you about Bowling Green, but Luke and Austin, what do you guys kind of think about that game going in? Uh, I think it's a game that really uh, Michigan State should um, have their chance to really show what they're made of. Um, <clears throat> Bowling Green last year, uh, I, I believe, did not do well. I think they're in the MAC conference, if I'm not correct. Mm-hmm. Um, action. Yep. Action, baby. <laughs> um, last year, points per game and points allowed, um, rebounds per game, all of those, Michigan State definitely did better. Um, it's a chance for Susie's team to really come out and show uh, what they can do. Um, well, yeah, yeah, going, yeah, going off, yeah, going, Mac. going off what he was saying was, um, they were three and fifteen in the in the MAC last year with Buffalo kind of dominated that went twenty nine and six, sixteen and two in the conference. Um, so th- this is an important game because we we talk about Michigan State having like all this potential and seeing how Nia does and how Shea does and Jenna and and such, but this is kind of going to be a game to see like how they take on a team that's. Hillsdale, who, by the way, I'm pretty sure was one of the best D2 teams in in Division Two basketball, women's basketball. So, so this is gonna be a big game. It will kind of show if they're pretenders or if they're legit. And I don't think they're pretenders. I watching them, I saw that they were very legit. And I know this is this was a weak Bowling Green team last year, but who knows? I mean, there's always that Cinderella. And and if they just outperform Bowling Green from triple zeros, then I I do think that that there's a shot, even though it's a Mac, even though it's a Week Mac uh, conference team. Yeah, that's the thing is, I mean, Hillsdale Merchant talked, Coach Merchant talked last week about Hillsdale being a very strong team yeah. in Division Two, and I mean, and they got good performances from a lot of uh, you know girls on that Hillsdale team last week. But this Bowling Green team, I think, is just going to be a good measuring stick to see how they will perform against mm-hmm. NC State in a couple weeks, and then also you've got East Tennessee State and Wright State between those games as well. Um, I think that it's going to be a good, you know gauge of how well this team can perform if from the tip if they dominate if this team absolutely dominates from the tip i'd be excited then i'm gonna be a little more i'm gonna feel a little more better about michigan state women's basketball mm-hmm. and how they might be able to perform this season but if they come in and they get down big at one point or if they're trailing late it's gonna you know you might have your doubts about this season mm-hmm. so i mean merchant coach merchant has parentally been led a very strong program. I mm-hmm. think it's been one of the more underrated programs I in the agree. Big Ten. He's a great coach. So you return your four top scorers. You're set up very well for success, especially because you get more experience with Taryn McCutcheon, Shea Colley, and then Nia Cloudon looks ready already as a freshman. So I think that this team could succeed at a very high level, mm-hmm. um, especially and against Bowling Green is we're just going to have to see. So I'm looking forward to it. Um, but yeah, so I mean that's all I've got in terms of the Bowling Green game. But as we move on, you know, talking about NC State, and when then they finally open up the Big Ten Conference play against Iowa December 30th, they open up against Iowa. That game is also going to be on ESPN, too. That's a 1 p.m. tip. So heading into Iowa, what is your guys' expectation for them in the Big Ten? You know, going into that Iowa game, what do you guys kind of want to talk about there? Well, they're they're going to have some challenges, as you said. They're going to have NC State, and they're already going to play Oregon at home, number three ranked in the conference or in the nation, as Sam said. So it's going to be a big time game. They're already going to have that type of level of competition, and I think Iowa will kind of they'll it'll be similar play. You know what I mean? Like they'll already have that experience against top fifteen, top twenty teams. So it shouldn't be too big of an issue, depending on how the other games go. 
Yeah, and last year they lost a really close one in overtime to Iowa. So it should be kind of an interesting, mm-hmm. you know, uh, it'll be an interesting parallel to draw between those two games if they come in and completely dominate after losing a tough one in overtime. And, you know, as I'm looking at some of these losses on their schedule, I've four overtime losses last season for Michigan State women's basketball. You had an 83-74 overtime or overtime victory, actually, against Tennessee State. You had a 71-68 loss in overtime to Iowa. Then you had an 111-109 to loss in quadruple overtime to Indiana. Wow. On top of a... And then you had the... So that's four overtime games, not losses. And then you had the 85-83 victory over South Dakota A&M in overtime as well. So, I mean, you look at this team. They lost a lot of close games last year. There were a lot of single-digit losses, which is... There's a big difference between going 25 and you know 10 and going 19 and 14. Mm-hmm. So because if you're 25 and 11, 25 and 10 in that range, then you're back in the NCAA tournament. So this season, I think, I think especially with having some more experience with that young roster, they're going to be able to finish some of these mm-hmm. more close games, um, especially because you have a lot more veteran experience coming from the guard position. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I mean, right now that about does it for me. Uh, do anything else anybody wants to add, Luke or Sam? Yeah, I'll add a little bit to that last part um, in terms of those like really close games that Michigan State will definitely need to win if they want to advance. And I think they're going to need at least one, maybe two people to really step up in those games and take over when it's needed. And I think Shea Colley will be definitely one of those people going forward. Uh, she should definitely be one of those who really takes over um, towards the end of the game. Um, and then once you get into the Big Ten schedule, uh, Michigan State went seven and nine last last year, I believe. But now they're going back to the eighteen game Big Ten schedule, which gives them two more opportunities to better their record and just gives them a little more Big Ten play. And I think they're excited for that going into the season. Yeah, and I think it's really good that they're going up against some of these like uh, I don't want to be mean or anything, but like weaker schools in a sense because they're going up against Bowling Green that didn't do all that great last year, mm. like East Tennessee State, teams like that. But then they have those little challenges thrown in there, like NC State, Virginia, Oregon, to kind of test themselves. It's not like Izzo where, like, you know, he's like, first game of the year, all right, let's play Kansas, you know. <laughs> he kind of, she's kind of easing her players into it. She realizes that, like, they need some experience yet to kind of, like, see who's going to p- fill what role. So I think that's for the best. Um, and I don't I don't know how well it works out for Izzo all the time, but I mean... You know, if you got a strategy that works, I think this is going to work great for the women's team. Yeah, last year they were they were eight and zero at home against non conference teams, so that's something to consider against like Oregon, NC State, Virginia, Breslin Center. They'll they'll give it to you, you know. Yeah, and I mean, and that's and we saw when we went to that Hillsdale game, even for an exhibition game, the fans showed out. Like yeah. I, I thought, there was a ton of people there. For, ton of people for an exhibition game. Yeah. So, and I thought that was really awesome. So this team you know, has got to use the, I mean, we talked to Jenna Allen after that game and mm-hmm. she said, we've got the best fans in the country. I truly yeah. believe oh, that. Absolutely. And I think that really feeds into that home court advantage that we talk about because they draw some very tough teams at home, mm-hmm. Michigan, Ohio state, Indiana, uh, Maryland, Minnesota, yeah. mm-hmm. Virginia, Iowa, Oregon. Those are all going to be games that because they're at home, I think they're going to have a little more of an advantage yep. going into mm-hmm. that game. So, I mean, this season, I mean, we've, We've chopped it up a little bit, you know, we've broken it down. So why don't we kind of give our score predictions for tomorrow's basketball game against Bowling Green real quick. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to have to go with a high-scoring game. I'm going to go Michigan State, Michigan State 78, Bowling Green 59. Luke, you want to give us yours? Yeah. 
yeah, I'll go for it. Um, I think I think defense will definitely play a uh, key role in this upcoming game. Um, I'm thinking maybe around seventy to sixty, maybe seventy to fifty ish. But yeah. Uh, after watching how they played against Hills Hillsdale, like I mean, fifty nine points. They kind of I feel like they kind of just. Not, I don't want to stop caring, but they just it was end of the game, exhibition game, then wasn't as much energy. I would be surprised if Bowling Green hits 65. I would be surprised. I think their defense is just fantastic. Um, Shea, Nia, the whole nine yards, Jenner, great on the boards. Coco Gaines, uh, great on the boards. Um, I think the final score is probably going to be 76 to 61. I'm going to go same around the rest of you boys. I'm going to say Michigan State 78, Hillsdale 55. I think Michigan State get, gets gets a hold of some mm-hmm. of their defensive problems. Uh, I think Neil Cloudon's going to come out and surprise some people, uh, similar to what she did the other day. You know, what is she, 5'8", five, 5'9"? Five, yeah, she had seven rebounds the other day. I mean, it's ridiculous. So The Russell Westbrook. Though. Exactly. I, I think that she's going to surprise some people, and I think Michigan State's going to walk away with a, a good victory mm-hmm. to start the season. Awesome. I'd like to hear it. Well, I mean, Bowling Green, we talked about their record last year, so I think it kind of, that bodes, I mean, it gives us the expectation of that. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I think that about does it for this first edition of Susie's Merchants or the Women's Basketball Podcast, as some have called it before. (laughs) So we this is a working title. We are definitely going to be working on the title. Very open. Start a Twitter poll. Start a Twitter poll. Yeah, we should start a Twitter poll. We need to get on the Twitter with that. Yes, yes. On the Twitter. So, hey, well, that does it for us tonight. Yes. And so check back in every Monday for the Women's Basketball Podcast, Susie's Merchants. I'm Joe Dandron, alongside Luke Sacone, Austin Winslow, and Sam Britton. Thank you, and of course, good luck to the women's basketball team tomorrow. Good night.